Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Suburb Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at Suburb Marketing Group, bringing you the first episode of the month of March and definitely welcoming you to the month of March. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes of your morning with me. I promise you this episode is going to be fantastic. And all of the episodes that we have planned for you for this month are going to be phenomenal. Short, sweet, and to the point because 15 minutes is a lot of minutes for an entrepreneur and small business owner, and I know that better than anyone. So while you're listening to your favorite podcast episodes and you're including Suburb in there, I want to say thank you so much. I want to advise you that if you hear any background noise, Ms. Zoe is in the house. (laughs) She is in the office with me. For those of you who have left messages, comments, and emails asking about her health and how she's been doing, she's wonderful. She's thriving. Thank you so much. She is such a bundle of joy, such a sweet, sweet dog. I just want to say thank you to all of you for your continued love and showering of love for her. So the month of March for us here at Suburb, I wanted to take a step back and I wanted to kind of start with a fresh palette, if you will. You know, the beginning of the year, the first two months, we've been having conversations here on the podcast about the the importance of partnerships, the importance of pivoting, the importance of realigning yourself and your brand and really your mindset, if you will. It's really that mindset that we've been having conversations on. And we're going to continue to have a conversation on that mindset piece in a couple of weeks with this month's uh, featured guest. I'm so excited for you to hear all about her and her story. But for the next three weeks, the conversation is going to really be about cleaning up the palette. So cleaning up, you know, starting from, from a fresh perspective as far as your social media platforms are concerned. So, of course, for many of us, March and April are the months where we go into a deep dive into the world of deep cleaning and decluttering. Every year for me, April and March... Um, are those months where I literally go through every nook and cranny of my home. I just get rid. And here's where I'm going to have a convo with you. The word rid, when you get rid of something, it sounds so harsh, doesn't it? You're you're removing something from, from your space, from your life that you once loved. So that is why I thought, okay, so how can we relay this message so that it doesn't sound as harsh? And of course, Miss Marie Kondo came to mind. And if you have been living under a rock, then great. Most of us know who Marie Kondo is. I'm going to go into who she is. Um, If you've been watching Netflix or scrolling through Netflix, you would have seen her show. And if you're someone that enjoys decluttering a minimalistic lifestyle, then she is the girl for you. Now, 
I got introduced to Marie Kondo 2015-16 when my mother purchased her, um, she had purchased a book, I believe it was 2016, she had purchased a book and I mean, my mother and I are complete opposites when it comes to decluttering, right? I, because I believe that this has a lot to do with being raised as an only child, which you kind of can guess how that went, um, as far as, you know, toys and the abundance of those things. Now as an adult, my attachment to materialistic things are very far, few, and it, like, I just, I don't have a huge attachment to material things. My preference is to have attachment to things that um, bring this can 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 give a mutual exchange in the um, from the sentimental standpoint from the emotional standpoint right so things like a TV don't don't really spark a lot of joy it's a functional item for me the, the material things that spark joy, true joy are things like my my engagement ring or my wedding band. These things spark an enormous amount of joy. Um, but random everyday things, I find that it's so easy for me to declutter, which my husband is, again, a lot like my mother in that sense. Um, so they, they'll gang up on me and they'll say, why are you throwing all these things away? And I'm like, well, do we need them? <laughs> so I always prefer to declutter when he's not home. So let's go back to Marie Kondo. So Marie Kondo, um, she is a Japanese-based professional organizer who has made a living helping people clean up their homes through different stages. And she does this through the a, a method called the KonMarie method, where she literally will... will have you choose, okay, and determine for yourself what the meaning of this item sparks joy. So what the what for determine for yourself what sparking joy means for you in your life. So she has this phrase, does this spark joy? But really it's up to you to determine what that is, okay? For some of us, um Things that spark joy are things that are, are thrilling and, and exciting and that bring happiness to us. Um, the way that she describes it is um, as just plainly things that make you happy, okay? And so when I was thinking of how do we want to establish a fresh perspective to social media, how, how do I want to relay this message to the community? Of course, I thought, okay, we're going to tidy up with suburb. So tidy up with SV is going to be the hashtag for the entire rest of the month. And it's going to be tied to all of those posts on social media, um, including podcast episodes, and etc. that are really meant to help you clean things up and start fresh. Okay. Now, originally this episode was intended to be a bonus episode last month due to the Instagram glitch and then which led to us wanting to do an Instagram cleanup as a show to everyone that you don't need this massive following in order to get to the six and seven figures. You don't need a massive following in order to close clients on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. 
okay? That is very much the opportunity for you to take a step back if the follower counts. And let me, and let me just preface this by saying, Follower counts on social media. The only thing that they are going to provide for you is social proof. That's it, if any, if any, because that community of influencers that purchases a lot of followers has received such a bad rep that even people with high follower counts who follow about 300 or 400 people, those accounts... Um, are often questionable. They're seen as questionable unless you're a large brand, a cosmetic brand, a perfume brand, a handbag brand, any big, big brand or a big chain. Um, if you're just, you know, a, a small company or a small business owner, when you have a, all these followers and then you're only following a thousand people, 1200 people, eh, people start to wonder, okay, so are you just collecting all these people? Are these, all of them, are they really buying from you? Now in our community, we have a couple who have this, you know, this ratio, if you will, of followers to followings. And you can, you can tell that they, they do receive good engagement um, and that they do receive a lot of purchases to their products and their services. Um, for us, you know, we have a couple of engagement calculators that sometimes when we're running um, marketing, you know, plans or marketing strategies for clients and we're looking at competitors, I run certain accounts through an engagement calculator and, you know, you'll be surprised at how much engagement a large account really is getting. And sometimes it doesn't even hit the 1%. Okay, so this is why um, some of us, we choose to believe and advocate against purchasing followers and against the mindset that you have to have a huge following in order to um, be book solid. You know, we have a team member who is thriving in her um, area of expertise and in her um, arena, if you will. And she has, I believe, a little under 2,000 followers, and she's doing wonderful on social media and on platforms specifically like Instagram. So amazing. So all of this I say to say is that this month we're going to worry about the bones of your social media platforms so that you can start setting yourself up for success and stop thinking of the numbers and start really thinking about everything else that you should be worried about. Because you sometimes, you know, we do come across platforms, um, let's say Facebook, where people have these large followings, but their content is not really good. They haven't posted in months. They haven't switched out their cover photo in months. I mean, we have clients that'll nudge us like, Steph, can we get a new cover? And this is on a monthly basis because uh, we, we spoiled them, right? So again, if, you, if you're not staying active in these things, then it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's not going to help. It's not going to help your cause, right? So the following counts, the follower counts, I want you to remember this for the entire month, the follower count has to be a reflection of whatever's going on on the feeds, whatever's going on in your bios, whatever's going on in the, in the strategies that you're using for um, social media, because it's evident when, you know, you are buying bots, when you are buying followers, when you are auto commenting or auto liking on someone's um, profile, 
there's no there's no humanity behind any of that and that's why i wanted to take this month in order to really help you get there so today really the conversation is all about understanding that at the end of the day social media should bring you joy being active on social should give you bring you a spark of happiness because you're going to spend a lot of time there and sure you'll have a lot of people say oh i hate social media but i'm only doing it for business well because <laughs> because instagram for example and even facebook these algorithms are changing so much so that if you don't start finding the things that make you happy in these platforms, you are going to be miserable. And what's going to end up happening is that you're going to end up not wanting to do it at all. Okay. Um, I'm bringing up my team members a lot today. I just realized, cause I have another example. I have a, I have a team member who, um, we would have conversations, um, you know, months ago. And I remember even a, about a year and a half, two years ago, where she said, I absolutely do not like Instagram. I just don't like it. I feel it's forced. I feel like it's just very forced. And now that she has realigned her business and now that she has realigned um, what her areas of expertise are going to be and where she wants to thrive as a leader and as an expert, you can see a whole new woman and a whole new perspective. And now she enjoys social media. Now she enjoys platforms like Instagram and Facebook because now she has chosen to bring the spark back into how it is that she is um, marketing herself, marketing her business. And this is the prime example that I want to give to you today. So take a look at your social media platforms. Take a look at how it is that you're navigating through platforms like Instagram. Are you constantly worried about the follower account? Are you constantly worried about who's unfollowing, who's following? Uh, So-and-so's feed looks prettier than mine. Oh, they have a great bio. They have all these branded images. So many things I hear clients saying. I wish I could just pop on some makeup and go live every day, but I can't, or even every week, but I can't. All of these things, okay, shouldn't feel forced to you. They should feel natural. They should feel exciting. Um, and a big part of that is because you haven't taken the time to even ask yourself, what am I doing on this platform? And is the actions that I'm, and are the actions that I'm taking on this platform, are they bringing me joy? Okay, now there's there's a correlation in the phrase, do the work and the money will come. There's also a correlation in saying, if you are very unhappy in the way that you're getting the money, the money will come, but it will still not quench, okay, that part of you that is feeling empty, if that makes sense as a small business owner. And let me tell you with the way these algorithms are changing every single day, you're going to find yourself very unhappy all of the time because what's going to end up happening is you're going to make adaptions and you're going to start adapting in the ways that other people may adapt. And because they're not working for you, because they do not come natural to you, what's going to end up happening is that you're going to end up upset once these algorithms change okay that's why it's important to do the work okay based on what algorithms like facebook and instagram are telling you to do 
but you have to carve an opportunity for you to do this in such a way that it fits your marketing plan, your marketing strategy, and your overall business goals. Okay, so that is my tidbit kicking off the month of March. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for this um, opportunity to have a conversation with all of you uh, this month. If you should have any questions for me, as always, please uh, go ahead and email me at hello at soverb.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram simply by searching Soverb. That's S-O-B-E-R-B-E. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye.